What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Mightier as your humble host on The Ojo. It is Monday, August 17th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that 27 days from right now, we are talking about the first Dallas Cowboys win of the season. That is right. We are inside of 28 days. I'm recording this late Sunday night. Uh, about right now, I think it'll be about the middle of the third quarter of the Cowboys' first game of the season on the road against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday night football. It is that time of year. Uh, I'm sure your fantasy football league is kind of putting together their draft prep, trying to figure out how they're going to adjust for the inordinate circumstances that we are facing this season. And of course, it is training camp time. And I know we've been saying that. We've been saying this for a while. It's training camp. Training camp began. Rookies showed up. You know, training camp stuff's going on. That is all and was all true. But it is now training camp time. We have training camp festivities. We have actual football to talk about. Now, you and I, we haven't talked in a couple of days, all right, because, you know, last episode of the Ocho was Friday morning, recorded it Thursday night, the first Cowboys practice of the year, the first Cowboys practice of the Mike McCarthy era, in fact, was on Friday morning. We heard from Mike McCarthy. We heard from a handful of Dallas Cowboys players. They had the day off on Saturday, and then on Sunday, they got back at it. Mike McCarthy spoke. The team practiced. We heard from Blake Jarwin. We heard from Zach Martin. We heard from Cheetah Bear Wuze, and we have a lot of things to discuss, so buckle up, get ready for a week full of Dallas Cowboys action. In fact, a month. In fact, a fall. It is. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. We will now have football to talk about from now until the end, at the very least, of 2020, God willing. And uh, we've got a lot going on. So make sure you do subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed because we have so much football talk happening here. You've got the Ocho going on, obviously, right now. Later on today, you'll get a brand new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. In fact, if you are a first-timer here, you're new around here, Here's what you need to know. Every day on the Blog and the Voice podcast, but you get two episodes. You get this show, The Ocho, which is kind of your daily headlines, what's going on, maybe you missed something. We get you caught up on the latest and greatest news regarding America's team. And then every day we've got a little bit of a beefier show to kind of go a little bit more in depth on the main topics. Like I said, Girls Talking Boys is later on today. That show also airs on Fridays. On Tuesdays, tomorrow we have the 750 with myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas. That's right. We've got rings here on the BTB podcast feed. On Wednesdays, you get Talking the Star with Dalton Miller, Cole Patterson, and of course, Connor Livesey. And on Thursdays, you get broadcasting the boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White. And everyone is going to have a lot of football to talk about this week. So let's begin. And um, I think this is the place to start. Uh, I want to I want to thank, really, just so many people. Um, I want to thank my, my wife. I want to thank my parents. And I want to thank all the people that sent me all the tweets of the Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks wearing red practice jerseys. We did it! Oh yeah, we did it. Um, Now, maybe you're confused. Maybe you have no idea what's going on. Uh, If you have followed me for a while, I've been at this uh, line of work for about five years now. And about five years ago, something didn't seem right to me. Uh, It was about training camp, and I noticed, you know, Cowboys quarterbacks... They don't wear red jerseys when they practice, like during training camp or during practice, during the week. And 
You might say, why is that weird? Well, I tell you why, because literally every other football team does. Every NFL team. I went and double-checked, and just about every college football team, just about every high school football team, the quarterbacks wear red jerseys so that defensive players know not to hit them in practice. Now, if a team has red as one of the main colors in their color scheme, like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Washington football team, the San Francisco 49ers, whatever the case may be, if red is one of their primary colors, then they have an alternate color. They have something to denote not to hit the quarterback. Kansas City, Washington, for example, their quarterbacks wear yellow jerseys just so that everybody knows not to hit them. I think uh, the 49ers quarterbacks wear black jerseys. I could be wrong, but uh, either way, and for another example, Mississippi State, you know, they've got that burgundy, maroon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think their quarterbacks wear green jerseys just so um, everybody is fully aware. So Dak Prescott obviously had done that before, gets to the Cowboys in no red jerseys. If you are wondering, I have asked a lot of people about this. About five years ago, I wrote an article about uh, one of the greatest Dallas Cowboys of all time, one of the greatest football players of all time, one of the greatest people of all time in Roger Staubach. And uh, his daughter was kind enough to DM me on Twitter, thank me for the article. I asked her to ask Mr. Staubach uh, why he never wore a red practice jersey. He said he just never did. He didn't know why. Okay, well, Roger Staubach doesn't know why. I, uh, I think uh, it's going to be hard to find out if anybody else knew why. Two years ago, actually, let's go further back. Three years ago at Cowboys camp in Oxnard, California, I asked then quarterback Kellen Moore if he knew what was up. And he did say that it was kind of weird and he didn't know what was going on. If you have listened to the Ocho ever since then, you remember hearing that conversation. And he said, I don't know. I think it has something to do with tradition. Two years ago, I asked Gil Brandt, the GOAT, when it comes to all things Cowboys. He said, we just never wore red practice jerseys. I don't know why. Last year, I told this story on a recent episode of Girls Talking Boys. I approached Jason Garrett himself uh, out on the uh, tennis courts in Oxnard, California, and he said, we don't need to. Our guys know not to hit the quarterback. And while that may be true, and this begins our Mike McCarthy fanfare session, Mike McCarthy, the new head coach, the Dallas Cowboys, he wants his quarterbacks to wear red practice jerseys. So you know what? His quarterbacks are wearing white, uh, red practice jerseys. That's a hard sentence to say five times in a row. Wearing red practice jerseys. Wearing red practice jerseys. And I tell you what, having listened to just a handful of Mike McCarthy press conferences at this point in time, because we haven't really had a lot of Mike McCarthy so far because of the inordinate circumstances this year, as we've mentioned, there is something that is very clear to me about Mike McCarthy. It is very apparent that Mike McCarthy spent the last year, because we know that Mike McCarthy was not in football last year. It is very apparent to me that Mike McCarthy identified the holes in terms of football process, that he looked at how he could most make things efficient, how he could maximize time, how he could be, you know, how he could use his time in far better ways, because I think we all look at, you know, different jobs and we all, you know, have been in times where we've said, man, I was just wasting so much time. And I think that Mike McCarthy has identified a lot of places where he wants to be more efficient. He probably took one look at this and said, why don't the quarterbacks wear red jerseys? That's kind of weird. You know, what's even more is we found out on Sunday that not only are the quarterbacks wearing red practice jerseys, all Dallas Cowboys players have on the back of their practice jerseys, their last names, just like they do their normal jerseys during games on Sundays, on Mondays, on Thursdays, whatever the case may be. Now their practice jerseys have their names. That is a new development. And you might be rolling your eyes. 
RJ, why are we talking about jerseys? Why are we talking about the color red? Because these are significant changes to the way that the Dallas Cowboys do things. And no disrespect to any other NFL franchise, a newer one, a younger one, but this is not the Jacksonville Jaguars we're talking about. This is not the Carolina Panthers in terms of age, in terms of NFL you know, experience or whatever. This is the Dallas Cowboys. They're celebrating their 60th anniversary this season, and they changed two important, two gigantic things as far as their daily practices are concerned. Why did they do that? Because Mike McCarthy wanted to. And so I think this is a very positive thing in that Mike McCarthy wanted to do something and it got done. That is in itself a very positive thing. I think it's also a positive thing that Mike McCarthy, you know, the reason he added the names to the back of the jerseys is because, look, I've been out at Cowboys practices. You've seen different things and I've had a roster sheet with me because sometimes there's a guy, you know, there's new players joining at different times and you don't exactly know who that is off the top of your head sometimes you have to look down on your roster sheet you're wasting time and I really believe that Mike McCarthy has taken it upon himself to identify the places that he can maximize the efforts of the Cowboys staff of the Cowboys players and as a result the entire Dallas Cowboys organization so that is the Mike McCarthy fanfare section. I really, really, really have liked what I have heard from Mike McCarthy through the five or so press conferences that he's done as the Cowboys head coach. And uh, as we begin the first full week of training camp, I'm very excited to learn more. But Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts Here's what we have learned so far beyond all of this. Uh, Seneca Wallace, you might remember, uh, kind of a, a hybrid NFL player, but uh, most notably a quarterback, um, had some stints with the Seattle Seahawks and Cleveland Browns, but he did play for Mike McCarthy's Green Bay Packers in 2013. McCarthy said that Seneca Wallace is part of the Cowboys staff that is working with the quarterbacks as far as training camp is concerned. So there's a lot of people working with the Cowboys quarterbacks, and I want to also highlight something else Mike McCarthy has said. And if you want to hear Mike McCarthy say these things for yourself, um, a bit of advice. We do recap every single Mike McCarthy press conference. We write about it. We give you all the highlights in terms of everything that he said. You can go read those every time, anytime Mike McCarthy speaks at blogontheboys.com. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter at blogontheboys. Go like our Facebook page. We'll always point you in those directions. But uh, Mike McCarthy talked about how the quarterbacks are focusing on fundamentals. In fact, he was talking about special teams drills. And this is another thing. I, I you know, this is just kind of the Mike McCarthy really just fanfare overall episode because Mike McCarthy said that the Cowboys are spending more time on special teams than he really ever has on special teams to this point in his career. We know how bad the Cowboys were on special teams last year, and it does seem like Mike McCarthy is trying to identify that. However, the reality is that if you're using a football field to work on special teams, you are losing the field for that point in time. That's just the way football practice goes. Mike McCarthy talked about how in that time period, quarterbacks and offensive linemen and defensive linemen are going to what they're calling quarterback school and lineman school. What that is is an opportunity for quarterbacks and linemen, both offensive and defensive linemen, to work on their fundamentals. He talked about how, you know, because of the nature of football in the NFL, 
quarterbacks often don't have time to work on things like footwork and their fundamentals and all that sort of jazz, and they are using those 30 minutes. And that, to me, is, again, another indication of where Mike McCarthy said, those are 30 minutes that we can use that we are not using right now. What is the best use of that time? He seems like somebody who took a year to study all of these holes. And I really am, I, I know I keep saying this, but I am incredibly impressed by what we are hearing from Mike McCarthy to this point. So uh, we know the quarterback's working on drills. We know that the linemen are working on drills. Uh, we know that fundamentals have become very important to Mike McCarthy. How do we know this beyond the fact that the quarterbacks and linemen are doing it? He talked on Sunday about how there is a period of training camp called Team Fundamentals um, and how it's a little bit different, he said, than what some of the Cowboys players have experienced, not necessarily from uh, a football game perspective, but just what they've experienced to this point in their careers. And I think that we are seeing that in a lot of ways. You know, Chidabe Awuze, when he talked, he uh, he noted how the defense is uh, disguising things and how that is different than in years past. And I know that that is going to make so many people angry um, at Jason Garrett or Rod Marinelli or Chris Richard or whoever the case may be, because the Cowboys, uh, as Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News tweeted on Sunday, seemingly prided themselves on their vanilla defense. And, you know, Jason Garrett, um, I've said before, I think is overly criticized sometimes. It's just kind of the way being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys goes. But he did not do himself any favors in terms of stating his philosophy the way he did because Jason Garrett was very matter of fact and there's no better example in the Chaz Green game when the Cowboys lost in Atlanta on November 12th 2017 what was that game what was the true problem the true problem with the Chaz Green game was that the Cowboys were down Tyron Smith and in Jason Garrett's mind it was well our man's just got to step up. He's got to step up. He's got to beat the man across from him, and he's got to find a way to win because that's what we do. That's Dallas football, Cowboys football. Our guys find a way to beat the other guys. And the reality is that that's cool, and that would be an awesome speech in Varsity Blues or any given Sunday, but the likelihood of that is just so low and so minimal. Other teams, smart teams, scheme to advantages and say, oh man, uh, Tyron Smith's out. We need to do something in this game to a lot for that. And it does seem like Mike McCarthy's team is hell-bent on doing that, especially defensively. We've heard so many players from different teams criticized the Cowboys and talk about how predictable they were. Cheetah Bayouze talked about how, you know, when the Cowboys were in cover three last year, everybody knew they were in cover three and they just kind of had to go out and do it. And so I think that that is a really, really, really important thing um, in terms of how this team is going to play defensively because we've seen this. Uh, <laughs> This has not been a great defense. It's been a defense that has had some solid moments. However, a defense that overall has generally disappointed uh, year in and year out. But uh, defensively, the Cowboys, we've we've seen, you know, haven't seen anything. Well, we've heard uh, that Alden Smith has looked well. We've heard that Trayvon Diggs has done some nice things. We've heard that Jalen Smith has done some nice things. We've heard that, you know, a lot of people are really excited about the Everson Griffin signing. And so there is a lot of potential um, on the Dallas Cowboys defense, not just in players and, and personnel, but in disposition. And I cannot say that I have personally ever felt that way um, since I don't even know when. I mean, it, it's been a long time, but it does feel like this team is at least getting close to a, a mentality where or are getting close to a place where they can potentially overcome some things. And I think that I think that we all if if the Cowboys um, didn't have everything go their way 
under Jason Garrett, we all knew that they couldn't overcome that, right? I mean, the only way Jason Garrett's Cowboys could have success, and they had a lot of success in terms of the regular season. We know that. We've talked about that. The only way they could have success is was if everything they wanted sustained itself, if injuries weren't an issue, if game plan wasn't compromised. And Mike McCarthy's Cowboys seem ready and prepared to adjust to whatever comes their way because football is a crazy game and an unpredictable game. In fact, when Mike McCarthy was talking about the Everson Griffin signing, he talked about how, you know, from a defensive line standpoint, the Cowboys are going to need all of their players because football is a war of attrition and the season is long and players get injured and things change and so it's all about different abilities and abilities to do this and to do that and to overcome and to change and to adjust and to adapt and that is such a very different thing than we are used to and accustomed seeing accustomed to seeing from the Dallas Cowboys at least over the course of the last decade and a decade is uh, is kind of a long time. Um, I do want to note that Blake Jarwin uh, met with the media on Sunday, and he talked about two things that I thought were important. First of all, um, he brought up the Jason Witten rumor that Austin Hooper kind of threw out, although uh, many people, I think, will say that Martellus Bennett was the first one to throw it out uh, four years ago. But you remember we talked about this Austin Hooper in talking about the Cleveland Browns tight end group said that he didn't want to be like Jason Wynn. He wanted to help his, his teammates, et cetera. We've talked about how there is this perception that Jason Witten wasn't a great mentor to younger tight ends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Blake Jarwin kind of addressed that himself in, in talking about things. Uh, he was talking about being the starting tight end and talking about how it is very different without Jason Witten in the room. Uh, but that he uh, he learned a lot from Witten. And he even said, I know there's some rumors out there uh, that, that he's not you know that great to younger tight ends. He said he couldn't disagree more, that he and Dalton Schultz have been talking about that lately. Um, I don't know if that was a calculated answer because a lot of us did connect the dots that Dalton Schultz and Austin Hooper you know, were teammates together at Stanford in 2015 so that it was possible or logical uh, that they talked or whatever. So I don't know if this was just Blake Jarwin trying to cover bases on behalf of him and Dalton Schultz. That, of course, is always a possibility, but I don't think we have any reason not to believe Blake Jarwin. But um, the more important thing that Blake Jarwin said uh, that we've kind of talked about before here on uh, on the Ocho is he talked about the versatility of, well, at least of his own skill set, but the Cowboys tight ends as a whole. Now, uh, we've talked many, many, many times about how we want to see the Cowboys operate out of 11 personnel all the time because 11 personnel means three wide receivers and anything that is not three wide receivers means that one of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, or C.D. Lamb might not be on the field. That is no bueno. Uh, however, uh, Blake Jarwin mentioned 12 personnel specifically and talked about all sorts of different ways that tight ends can be utilized and he mentioned that he played the cowboy back position at Oklahoma State. We talked to his position coach at Oklahoma State, Ben McIndoo, uh, back I think it was on April 1st if you want to scroll back in, uh, in your podcast feed to listen to that interview and coach McIndoo talked about how versatile Blake Jarwin is and so it's possible I think that Blake Jarwin at least maybe Blake Bell we know all about the bell dozer um that they could be used that we could see some 12 personnel that we could see some tight ends lining up at fullbacks we know that the Cowboys kind of have an opening at fullback with Jameza Lawale opting out of the season so that is interesting uh that is interesting to note that Mike McCarthy or, or rather that excuse me that Blake Jarwin mentioned that it was seemingly possible uh under Mike McCarthy in this new offense that the Cowboys are getting ready to run here in 2020 uh finally last thing I want to say last sort of headline that you need to 
know because uh, this is something you need to tell everybody that you know. Uh, Pat Mahomes, um, James Palmer of NFL Network had a, a quote of Pat Mahomes where uh, the reigning Super Bowl MVP was talking about kind of improving his game and the quarterbacks that he studies to do so. He talked about how he watches Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and, oh yeah, Dak Prescott to uh, see the things that they do successfully so he can add those to his game. Pat Mahomes acknowledges that Dak Prescott is a very good NFL quarterback. So if you know somebody that doesn't, if you are somebody that doesn't, just know that you or they are disagreeing with literally the greatest quarterback in the world. Um, so, you know, that's that. Another person goes on the record uh, that Dak Prescott's awesome. So that's that. But it is training camp season. Training camp is here. It's a lot of fun. We're very excited about what the next month has in store as we get ready for the regular season. Later on today, you will have a brand new episode of Girls Talking Boys, so get ready for that. We've got you covered all the time at blogoftheboys.com. Make sure you check us out there. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I am at Arjo Ochoa. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog and the Voice podcast feed. Give us a rating, write a review. Those things really help us out. And, um, Oh, yeah. Do me a favor. Do me a solid. Do me a huge favor, actually. Have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.